Welcome to Conservation Unfiltered, a podcast all about the North American model of conservation and your chance to dive into conversations about trends, research, and outdoor activities. It's time to get wild with the 2021 Conservation Media Award-winning host, Jason Creighton. Welcome back to another episode of the Conservation Unfiltered podcast. Presented by Conserve the Wild, I'm your host, Jason Creighton, and this is episode number 108, Taking It to the Backcountry. Now today, I'm going to be joined by two hosts of the Backcountry PA podcast, and we are going to talk about basically anything we wanted to. This is a good old-fashioned BS session between uh, some Pennsylvania hunters and... uh, We're going to talk everything from how they started their podcast and what the goal is to etiquette of uh, public land hunting too. So get in, uh, get comfortable, get ready for a good one. And uh, let's just dive right into the conversation with Ethan and Cody and a guest spot from Mike. Good. It works. It's always a good thing when it works. (laughs) All right, back with another episode and uh, meeting in person for the first time some great guys that I got to meet really through National Deer Association. So we'll, we'll get into that, but uh, let's have you guys introduce yourselves a little bit. Uh, I'm Ethan. Like, is that all you're going to say? Yeah, I thought you were going to like in okay. your... In your <laughs> and we I, are... <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Cody Hallblad. And we are... <laughs> Back at the PA podcast. There I guess. you go. Yeah. Um, it's it's different being a guest and not yeah. being the host. It is. It's, it's yeah. Different. Different. Roles off. have switched here. Yeah, yeah. it was weird. Whenever I was on the podcast with you guys, it was it, it it's weird being on the other side, like <laughs> answering the questions and not feeling bad when you talk too much. Yeah, exactly. You know, because yeah. that's like the whole purpose of being there. Yep. You know, yeah. as the guest, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to make you, yeah, come on, yep, come right. on, we got another guy sitting <laughs> yes. in the camper here, and we have to introduce him because we're, the camper's on his property, so. Yeah, it yeah. is, and I'm Mike from PA Plotters. Okay, right, there we go, all right, so we got everyone introduced. We, we said we were going to get him we involved. We said we were going to get yep. him involved, and we wanted to get that out of the way real quick. As he walks out the door. <laughs> <laughs> all right, fellas, so um, let, let's let's start with what what is backcountry pa podcast what is the purpose like how did you guys start it all of that the good jazz all the good stuff ethan you were the one who started it so let's well you gave me the idea so let's go mm. with that first um i sent cody a text one morning because at the time i was working third shift i'm back at third shift again kind of love it um and i said hey what would you think about doing podcast youtube something about hunting fishing anything outdoors related and i have never gotten a quicker response through a text in my life just yes instant didn't even think about it he was all for it i said all right let's uh let's get it started Mm -hmm. and it was the first thing was like you gotta find a name you gotta like have a name that and so a lot of people say there's no backcountry in pa which I'd, i'd argue that there's a lot of country in PA that not people 
many people haven't even touched or haven't been there in forever. Like we have cabins up in Potter and Clinton County. There's a lot of state forest up there that you can walk miles and miles and miles and not run into anyone. So that was the whole idea of the backcountry PA because that is in the backcountry of PA. So that's where the name came from. And then he liked it. So I was like, okay, well, I guess we're, that's the name then. <laughs> that's what we're going um, with. And then it, it just started in my townhouse garage is where I first started recording on. Your cell phone? My cell phone. And your laptop. Through Anchor. And then also my <laughs> Chromebook through Anchor um, with my dog, Remy, as a um, returning guest almost every episode. Yes. <laughs> His collar shaking His every shaking. seconds. Yeah. and. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. We started the Instagram page, um, kept wanting to have guests on. I think our first guest was, we had friends on as guests, um, but then our first guest was out from out Montana, an outfitter out Montana. He reached out to us and was like, hey, I'd like to be a guest on your podcast because you're backcountry. They kept asking us backcountry questions. It's like, yeah, we hunt in the backcountry, but we really don't, you know, do wall tents, all that kind of stuff. Like, we, we're a hunting podcast. We love hearing hunting stories, and we want to – the main thing was we wanted to keep a tradition. So we wanted to – that's our main focus is keeping the tradition or keeping your tradition, whatever your tradition is, is that's what we wanted. And we wanted to keep the younger generation involved by showing that it can be fun too. Like, it doesn't have to be all serious all the time. So that's really the background of it and how that, it got started. Uh, that, that's awesome. That, you know, <laughs> it sounded like there's a little more conviction in starting a podcast than what it came from for me, right? Like, I sort of fell into this, like, ah, I, I guess, like, ah, th- I guess this is the way I'll go for it. Um, you know, but yeah, I started the same way on my phone, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and then, you know, you keep sort of building and trying to figure out ways to make it a little bit better and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, you mentioned trying to like keep the tradition going. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what does that mean? Like, what what is? I think it changed actually. It, it changed over the years. We yeah. used when we first started, we would always say keep the tradition, and mm-hmm. I think originally we thought of just keeping the tradition of hunting, uh, fishing, just being an outdoorsman or an outdoors woman um, alive. That's a good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then we, after hearing, after having so many guests on and we heard so many different stories and every, every, no matter what, it was a lot of similarities of how people got involved with hunting, but each story was ever, was even slightly different than the next one. So we kind of changed it to keep your tradition Mm -hmm. because everyone has something different that they did. And we've kind of adopted that phrase and that, I guess that would be our Slogan. I guess our slogan is don't shame the game is another one. Yeah, don't shame the game. Um, We're all about that too. But yeah, yeah, just keeping your tradition no matter what's like certain things. I always get nutter butters on the way up to the cabin (laughs) no matter what. I don't care if it's on hunting or spending a weekend to work there. I always have nutter butters on deck. And it's just one of those things. Made it a tradition. That's a great choice. I love nutter butters. I guess it's one of those things. we We have them up there, right? Oh, we have yeah, we have those nutter butters there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we're good. We are, we're golden. Yeah, I love the um, don't shame the game. Like mm-hmm. I, that's sort of uh, a, a different play on words than typically what I end up saying, which is you know hunt your hunt, mm-hmm. right? Like if yeah. 
you know, you see a lot on social media. You know, someone posts a, a picture of a buck, and there's always going to be one guy or one girl, someone that says, should have given it another year, right? Oh, yeah. Um, who yeah. cares, right? Like, if it makes you happy, right? you know, pull the trigger. If it yeah. excites you, pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and that's something that sometimes I've caught myself in the moment pulling the trigger and then later being like, eh, that, that wasn't the goal when I left camp. Yeah. But it made me happy. You know, yeah. it, it excited me. It You know, yeah. it, so I'm not going to feel bad about it. It's still going to taste the same on the plate, whether exactly. it's, you know, a three-year-old, a five-year-old, or, you know, a two-year-old. If it's legal, who cares? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's I, – I, it, it, going back to the tradition thing, like, I think the reason we said keep the tradition is because we weren't sure about Sunday hunting to begin with. I think that was the big thing is like gets rid of the tradition of going up to camp and all that kind of stuff and when they wanted to start the opener of deer. We were we weren't really sure about it. And then we now, looking back, I'm all for it. I, I want Sunday hunting. I want I like the opener on a Saturday or you know, all that kind of stuff. Like I think that was that was my main thing of keep the tradition. But really now it's like if you if you wanna stay and not go out on opening day of Saturday, that's fine. Just then keep your keep doing what you're doing then. Yeah, like I mean, that's my. I mean, I would love Sunday hunting because yeah. that gives me an extra day, right? Oh, yeah. uh, an extra day. Maybe I don't go out on a Saturday, right? Like mm-hmm. last weekend, it rained the majority of Saturday. Yeah. And you know, if Sunday was beautiful, I'd rather hunt on you know a nice Sunday than yeah. sit in the rain on a Saturday because that's the only option I have. Um, but yeah, I'm right there with you. you know, I listen. Tradition in Pennsylvania is sort of like the thing when it comes to hunting <laughs> yes, and fishing, yes. right? Like you, oh, yeah. nothing changes ever, right? And that, no. I guess that's sort of what I, what I want to get at a little bit that you mentioned. Like there's a lot of changes now. Mm-hmm. Like there's a ton of changes. And, you know, just a couple episodes ago when I had Brian Burhands on, he talked about like why they're make why the game commission's making these changes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of the older hunters, my father included, yeah. like, and I'm, I'm there with them on the Saturday opener. I would prefer it stay on Monday. Mm-hmm. Because for our camp, it's, yeah, you know, the four of us that typically hunt, we're up there. And whenever the opener is, we're going to go out. That's just, that's our tradition, right? It's the opener, you go. Right. But when it's on a Monday, we have some extended family that hunt back home. They'll come up for the weekend, and then they'll go back home for opening day Monday. So now, with opening day Saturday, they don't come up. And that's uh, disappointing. Okay. I don't get to spend as much time with them. You know, right. so I would prefer it to be a Monday opener still. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of, like, keep your tradition, right? Like, if you don't want – if you don't like the Saturday opener, don't hunt the Saturday opener. Yeah. Like, you yeah. that you don't have to go out that day, right? Like, like, Sundays. If yeah. you don't want to hunt Sundays, then don't hunt on yeah. a Sunday. Yeah. Now, I, I did have to laugh a little bit last year. You know, last year we had our first three Sundays, yeah. right? Um, the first Sunday was the last day of archery season. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I already had my buck, and I was like, I still have a doe tag. I'm going out. It, it was terrible weather, of course, you know. It was like 30-mile-an-hour winds. I don't care. It, I can hunt on Sunday in Pennsylvania. I'm going to go, you know. Yeah. And I did see deer. I ended up getting out of the tree stand because I felt very unsafe and was like, well, it's so it's so windy. Maybe I can stock up on one. Yeah. Um, and I just couldn't quite close the deal. Uh, they ended up – the wind shifted, and they, and they winded me. But, you know, that's the thing. Like, I woke up that day, and, you know, my uncle, I think, I think he still had a tag. Like, he didn't go. You don't have to. Like, that's the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about adding all these days is that doesn't right. – no one's saying, We're, we added three Sundays. You If you buy a license, you have to hunt on those days. 
go if you want. I mean, the thing about it, it's like, there's, we have an abundant amount of days to hunt in PA. Like, we're very lucky with how long we have archery to late muzzleloader. If we were mandated to go out every single day, no one would have a job because you'd be out there. So if you if you feel like you're mandated to go out on Sundays, like you're not. <laughs> we went out. I remember we went out for rifle the first year we could hunt on a Sunday for mm-hmm. rifle, and we were sitting out there, and we're like, kind of feel a little naughty right now. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, because I feel yeah. like I shouldn't be in the woods with a gun in my hand on a Sunday morning. Yeah. But we were out there anyway because yeah. we were allowed. And now it's like, well, now that's no. I guess normal for us at least. It's gonna just mm-hmm. turn into a little more the new normal. Yeah, new normal. That's the just new norm, what yeah. we're gonna start doing because gives us more opportunities. Because well, last was it last last weekend? Um, didn't yeah didn't go out Saturday hunting or at all. And I was like, well can't do anything Sunday. Dad, you want to go fishing? So we went fishing. It was a beautiful day, and I was like, could have went hunting today. <laughs> could have went hunting. Like, see a squirrel. Small game's in. Oh, can't get you to tomorrow, and you probably won't even be here. <laughs> so I was like, nope. Give me, give me a couple more Sundays. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, you, we're going to keep going back to, I feel like, the, you know, the tradition aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if we want to, collectively, as a group of hunters, keep the tradition of hunting, right? Mm-hmm. Keep that sport alive. We have to get new blood in, whether yeah. that's younger hunters or, you know, the adult onset hunter. Like right. we need to get new blood in because, you know, these baby boomers are aging out, right? You know, mm-hmm. and they were the, they're the big source of, of hunters in this country. You know, everyone's so busy, you know, all the time. You know, these kids that are in high school, you know, they got games. They got activities on Saturdays. Sunday seems to be the day they seem to have a little less. Yeah. So you know, hey, if that's the day that I can get them out, I'm I'm gonna try to get, you know, a kid out on a Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I don't. There was no reported accidents on Sunday hunting from last year. Like, not that I saw anyway. Mm-mm. And so I mean, it. None of that happened. So I just don't. I want them to put more days in because I think at least. Maybe like. Maybe add another three days, like just. Yeah. So uh, one of the two co-sponsors of the original bill, uh, Senator Laughlin and uh, Senator Brewster, I've had them both on the podcast, mm-hmm. right? Um, Senator Brewster is actually my state senator, um, which is which is great, right. easy access to him. Um, and when he was on, you know, it was after we had those three days because now we have Senate Bill, I think six oh seven, I think is what it is, um, yeah. that's out to try to get more days. And um, that's the two things he mentioned were that there were no reported accidents on that day, as far as he was aware, and there were no issues with trespassing, as far as he was aware. Well, those were the two, like, big concerns, right? Um, my thing is, look at every other state that has Sunday hunting. Yeah, yeah. There's not a greater instance on Sunday that there's ever any issues. Like, no, why why are we so concerned with that here? I just, I feel like, the, but then again, you look at other states, like, there's still hikers in the woods mm-hmm. any day. Right. If we do it here on Sunday, it's not going to change. There's still going to be hikers in the woods. Just make sure they wear orange. You know, take proper precautions. Well, and I mean, if you're a responsible hunter, yeah, you're not like gonna... you're. They're not going to be in danger anyways, right? Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, I understand. You know, from from their aspect, from a hiker's aspect, or forager, or whoever it is. Like, I understand if you're not, if you didn't grow up with with guns, mm-hmm. if you didn't grow up in a hunting family, like not understanding. 
how safe the activity can be mm-hmm. if it's mm-hmm. done correctly, right? Um, but at the same time, I look at it like, what the heck? Like, you, you like to hike. You can literally do that 365 days a year in Pennsylvania. Yeah. yeah. I have X amount of days that I'm allowed to hunt. Like, I mm-hmm. literally physically cannot go out in July and yeah. hunt anything other than, what, a coyote? Yeah. Yeah. Or a groundhog. Right. Right? So, yeah. come on. Like, why, why, why can't you give me 14 more days, you know? Yeah, I mean... Well, I had a lady the other day who took <clears throat> took my niece out fishing. It was a Sunday. Took her out fishing. This was last last month. And this lady, she had a little tiny dog, you know, pick up and punt kind of size. And she's like, she turns around real quick. She goes, is there hunting today? Oh, and yeah. I looked at her. I was like, no, not this Sunday. I'm like, first off, no orange anyway. Mm-hmm. So wouldn't if apparently didn't matter for her if there was hunting or not i guess she might have went back to her car if i told her yes you know but you didn't have like i've noticed a lot people don't wear orange mm-hmm. if they're not hunting mm-hmm. they don't wear orange and i've had instances on state game lands or i had someone run by full-on gray like sweatshirt you look like a massive squirrel right now <laughs> right i mean that's a big so last year my uh my father and i we, we do a lot of pheasant hunting with my dogs and uh, my mom has the same breed as, of dogs as us so my mom decided we went up um first day of uh, first not first day first saturday of bear season we went up my dad and i actually went out to try to find a bear i don't know that we put a lot of effort into it right because like if i shoot even a 90 pound bear like you know even 150 pound bear like that's a lot to get out get out so let's not venture too far from the road you know right. um and, of course, we were unsuccessful because we didn't put a whole lot of effort into it. But then that afternoon, the three of us with our four dogs went pheasant hunting mm-hmm. because you can pheasant hunt. And as we were walking out, uh, we went to Buzzard Swamp. As we're walking out on this nice hiking trail that goes around there, here's this guy walking in. And it's, you know, not going to be dark by the time he's done, but, like, it's, you know, light's fading. And he has a black fleece jacket on. Mm. Oh, and geez. he walked past us. And my dad and I looked at each other, and we were like, we got to talk to this guy. And we're like, hey, what are, you know, what are you doing? Oh, I was just going to go for a walk. And he had a, a very European accent. It turned out he was from Belgium. He was doing some work here, and he just mm-hmm. wanted an activity to do. And he was like, am I not allowed? You know, he, he was concerned that he wasn't allowed to be there. We're like, no, like, you're more than welcome to be here, but it's, bear, it's black bear season, and you're wearing you know, black. And he's like, oh, oh. Then, okay, so he actually walked out with us. And when we got back to the parking lot, he, you could tell he was sort of disappointed. Like, this was his, you know, middle of a pandemic, mm-hmm. way to go out and do something. So my dad just took his orange vest off, walked over to him and said, here, go for a walk. And he was like, oh, where do you want me to put it, like, so you can get it later? My dad's like, keep it. It's a $14 vest. Like, yeah. use it again the next time you go for a walk. Yep. You know, like, the, I, I feel like these people that, that go on hikes, that go out, and it's great that they're enjoying nature. But at the same time, they don't understand the importance of mm-hmm. wearing orange, right? Yeah. So yeah. I think we need to try to, in a moment like that, teach someone, mm-hmm. you know, like, hey, this you're more than welcome to be out here. Like, I'm a, you know, it's public land, so you're just as welcome as me, but you got to do it right. So here, let's teach this person how to do it right. So hopefully they're a little bit safer and right. maybe feel a little safer when they're out there. Yeah, I mean, I... I had the same kind of instance that Ethan had. Like, I was walking out after archery hunting, and there was a truck in the field up above where we are. Mm-hmm. And I was walking out, 
and this guy's like standing in the woods cutting trees or something and he's like oh hey you hunting like yeah he's like wait hunting season's in I was like yeah he's like oh they didn't tell us that I'm like <laughs> who's they <laughs> first of all you have to have it's on state game land so you have to have access by the game commission to enter there and they didn't tell you that it's hunting season and you didn't know that it's hunting season your boss is <laughs> not very good <laughs> yeah Neither are you, because man, it's just. And he had no orange on. He was wearing. I think he was wearing a red shirt. That's it. But it's like, if you're working with the concert game commission, like mm-hmm. doing having access there, you should always be wearing orange, no matter what. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you think about even just from a general hiking mm-hmm. deal, like even, and I, now that I'm thinking about, it, like it's not something I've done, but even you know, middle of summer or whatever, like you go for a hike, like. It's not a it's not a bad idea to at least if you're not wearing it have it with you right yeah. if something mm-hmm. happens hang it in a tree so that hopefully mm-hmm. or put it on or whatever so that hopefully someone can find you yeah you know because you know if there's a search party you get hurt or something mm-hmm. like it's not a bad idea to have no, it's not. to I be mean, prepared I I I probably did the same thing like I don't really think about that come summertime like I don't think about putting orange on or anything like that cause, I think I always wear yeah at minimum I have this hat on. Or okay. a orange hat, I get like even even archery hunting. I went out to take game land during archery season. Obviously, you don't need orange mm-hmm. during archery season. I have full camo, bright orange hat, walking through the woods. Even when I'm sitting down, mm-hmm. hat doesn't come off. Cause I've had first week, yeah, first week of archery. I'm walking when I go to my spot, walk into the woods. And I'm walking, my head's kind of down, looking where I'm stepping, because there's sticks everywhere. I'm crunching the whole way through, of course. And I get within 10 feet of this tree, and I see this movement. And I look up, 10 feet up, and there's this guy, full-on camo, in a climber. And I didn't see him until we, I was right there. And I was like, oh. And he goes, oh, hi, I'm sorry. And I just kept walking. I was like, you're not going to see him at all. I didn't know he was there. So I was like, yeah, good idea to have a little, little orange on or yeah. I, I mean, know, I something. I don't. Most of the property I hunt is private property, so I don't. I'm not too worried about it, right? Like the the only person, the only people that are allowed on that property are people that I know, right? So I shouldn't have to worry about it, right? But I do keep an orange vest in my pack all the mm-hmm. time, especially like I, I started doing it when I started turkey hunting because you shoot a turkey, you throw it over your shoulder, <laughs> someone sees this like you know the shape of a turkey going through the woods depending on exactly where you know the landscape and stuff like right i don't want them to think this is you know a turkey you should shoot so i you know the couple i've shot i've wrapped in my vest just so it's orange you know yeah. um you know especially like spring turkey you don't have to wear orange um but you know it makes me think you know a couple of years ago hunting the late season you know flintlock season i was archery hunting because mm-hmm. i still had a buck tag and I'm standing in the stand, and I was hunting in 2B where you're allowed to use shotguns okay. for the late season. And I heard some guys, they were putting on a little bit of a drive. Okay, whatever, you know. Didn't think anything of it. And all of a sudden, I hear boom. And it made me realize, like, they don't know that I'm up here, you know. So, like, I'm taking my orange and, like, waving it around. Yeah. Like, you can do whatever you want, but, like, don't shoot this direction. Yeah, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm here. You, I'm, you know, I'm across the property line. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they know I'm there, you know. It's, you know, because... I mean, it's a safe sport, yeah. right? It's a safe activity to do, again, if you're doing it right, yeah. and if people yeah. know where you're at. The, the accidents can happen, though. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's 
like even with small game, like I'm not a fan of small game being in when archery's archery's in, just because of the fact that you know what you said when he's wearing all camo in a tree. If a squirrel runs up there or a squirrel's near there and a tree next to it and you shoot at it and you don't see the guy there, like, I'm just not a huge fan of small game being in the same time as archery because of that. Like, using 22s. If you miss that squirrel, who knows what's mm-hmm. behind that? Because, I mean, that squirrel's small. You're looking at him in a tree, who knows where that bullet can go or, you know. It always makes me a little eerie, put it mm-hmm. that way. When I hear, like, people shooting shotguns in the woods when I'm archery hunting and it's like, Okay, where are they at? Right. That kind of makes me a little eerie with that. I don't know. No rebuttal? No, because I'm a small game hunter, and I've always gone out when I... Well, when they started a whole month early for the the squirrel season, um, at first I was like, awesome, because I love hunting squirrel. And then I went out for the first year that they did it, and instantly was not a fan. Too hot. The those bot five maggots were all over them, and they don't do anything. You just kind of flick them off, like they run underneath the skin. But it's enough to give you the heebie-jeebies and really gross you out. You're like, do I want to eat the squirrel? Like, so I wouldn't go out when it was warm. So I would wait till it's colder. Well, when it's colder, it's mid October, late October. Archery is in like full swing. Mm-hmm. Ruts on. Everyone's out in the woods, whether it's with a a bow, a shotgun, or a twenty-two. So it's like, eh, you know, it's it's a hit or miss. I try to. Now that I am into archery more, um, I try not to go small game hunting like on the weekends, because I know there'll be a lot more people out archery hunting. Working third shift, I have I'm lucky to be able to go out in the middle of the week during the morning or the afternoon, depending on when I feel like going to bed. Um, and I don't ha- really have to worry about too many people out hunting with me if it's a Tuesday morning. Ninety-five percent of everyone's working. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that's being a courtesy, you know, a, right? That whole courtesy of being, you know, yeah, a good ethical hunter, right? You know, I mean, I'm gonna go pheasant hunting tomorrow with my father. You know, we're we're constantly changing the direction we want to go because oh, there's hunters up ahead. Like let's swing around or you know different stuff like that. You know. Sometimes you run into a, you know, a group of guys or, you know, some people and they're like, nope, we're going this direction. You better, you know, sort of get out of their yeah. way type thing. Yep. I, I try to be courteous to other people, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes those other people end up shooting the pheasant and, you know, you don't. Sometimes, though, it puts you in a spot where you didn't think there were going to be birds and yeah. all of a sudden, hey, there's there's a bird or two, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, okay, yeah. cool. Thanks yeah. for pushing me this direction, you know, yep. like, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, like, I would never go out. Now that they started doing you know, score earlier, like I would never go out small game hunting opening day of archery. Like I would, I didn't hear any. I don't think I heard any opening any shotgun or twenty twos opening day. But I know the within that first week, I did hear some. You know, but they were. I mean, they were off in a distance, so I wasn't like super worried about where they were. They were a whole different section of the woods, but. I was like, I don't think I could ever no. go out knowing when archery starts. I don't think I could go out because I, I won't be that guy. I'd be walking in. Nope, oh, can't go this way. Nope, oh, can't go that way. <laughs> can't, I'm just going to sit right here because I can't go anywhere. You know, <laughs> everyone is everywhere. 
All right, so this is a uh, yeah, this is a conservation podcast that we're talking about here. So right. let's talk a little conservation. All right. Um, yeah, we met as I said in the beginning through new chapter started mm-hmm. of the National Deer Association. So what's what's your conservation track record like? What what do you got? What got you into it? What got you thinking about conservation? Where are you at on that whole sort of sliding scale of of hunter conservationist deal? So. So we, honestly, when we started the podcast is when we started like wanting to see the herd increase, the better, better quality of deer, put it that way. Um, just goes back to the keeping the tradition. We want to see the future generation have as much success as Ethan and I are having or anyone is any hunters having. And it just grew from there. Really? Like, I want to see a healthy herd, like the CWD, like I want to see that decrease or, you know, Maybe one day just go away. It'd be nice to ha- not have it anymore. But that's mostly where it came from, really, just to see a better amount of deer herds good. But it, there's always going to be better. Mm-hmm. So I think that was my my main thing anyway. I don't shoot a lot of deer, so there's my contribution to the whole <laughs> conservation. I keep the herd healthy and alive. <laughs> Neither do I, especially so, today. Yeah, at least <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't. You, you can redeem yourself tomorrow. Don't worry. But, um, I don't know, like, you just, I think I got more interested in it, more wanting to be involved, I think, after you were on our mm-hmm. podcast. Because, um, like, I was like, all right, hunting, conservation, it goes together. Like, I, in the back of my mind, I knew it, but I didn't really look into it mm-hmm. any deeper than, like, all right, I buy hunting license, I contribute it. I buy, you know, sh- shotgun ammo. Because, oh my gosh, how many shells do I go through for, I mean, just grouse alone. Even my dad. My dad's probably bought, I don't know, a couple thousand acres of state game land by himself. <laughs> <laughs> just with all those shells he's wasted on grouse that he missed. I, he could tell you the stories for days on that. But, I don't know, I think. And then recently, like over some the last few years, I've been getting into... Um, the whole cleaning up, cleaning up, basically mm-hmm. cleaning up the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, picking up trash. He's Captain Planet. I am Captain Planet. I love that cartoon yeah. growing up, man. Yeah, so I had the plates head. and the cups and everything. Yeah, oh, I love Captain Planet. Man. I watched it at my, uh, I think it was like my great grandma's house or a condo or whatever home she lived in. I used to watch it there. Like it, it's the only thing I could get on her TV. Hey, can't, can't ask for much better than that. You know? I could be there for Halloween, silver with green hair. There you go. Done. Halloween sure, costume you go ahead. Go. You go right ahead. And, <laughs> and I will go out with silver, green hair, and shoot a buck. <laughs> that would not be a good story. Yeah, I mean, I'm all, I'm always interested in, like, how people got into thinking about conservation mm-hmm. and, like, trying to make a difference because everyone's story is, you know, slightly different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, for me, I got involved with what at the time was QDMA but is now, you know, NDA. Um just because, like, I enjoyed deer hunting, I was getting back into it after taking a little bit of a very casual approach for five or six years. And it was like, well, if I want to be a better hunter, I can learn about the deer and I'll hopefully then be a better hunter. Mm-hmm. And then that led into doing some habitat work. And then all of a sudden you're seeing, like, oh, look, this food plot I planted, there's, you know, this year's fawns eating that food plot. Like, that that's a button buck. That's going to yeah. be a buck. Like, I'm setting that button buck up to be a better buck later and then it just got to the point where like now 
I almost like doing the habitat work more than actually hunting at this point, you know, and whether that's planting trees or, or cutting trees down and like, you know, doing different stuff like that. And, you know, part of it for me was, you know, when I really started to get into it and like, oh, I really want to do this, like, what can I do to make a big impact? Well, I, my grandfather had a big impact for me, right? Like he bought 70 acres. I can't do that. Like mm-hmm. he bought, he bought his acre. He bought all that acreage for 325 or $350 an acre. Like that's, they're not that price anymore. No. You know, if they <laughs> no. were, I don't care what kind of swampy crap it is. I'm buying it. You know? yeah. Everything's, you know, two, three, five, $10,000 an acre. Now mm-hmm. it's like, I can't afford that. Yeah. But what I can afford is to do the improvements on the property we already have. Mm-hmm. So let's do that. Right. Like let's start giving back that way. And then, you know, my personality that just leads me down a rabbit hole, you know, to the point where I'm, you know, a member of like 12 different organizations, <laughs> like picking and choosing like which one I can actually volunteer for that year. Because if I volunteered for all of them, I would never be home. And that just, that can't work. That wouldn't fly with the wife. That wouldn't fly with me. Like I, I'm a, I'm a homebody. I like being home. Like I like yeah. being out talking to people. Yeah. But uh, that's one of the things I love about zoom with this podcast is mm-hmm. I can sit at home and do the podcast and like don't have to go anywhere. Like it, it's a, it, it's very complex. My life. I, I like, I'm a home daddy, but I like to talk to people. It's weird. Yeah. Um, so, I mean like what, so what's next with the podcast for you guys, man? I mean, I'd love to get the YouTube channel like up and running, like actually videotape our hunts, but I'm still trying to get used to trying to videotape my hunt. Cause I'm like, I'm more focused on the actual hunt than I am like videotaping it. Like I brought stuff. I brought my camera with me. I brought the, the podcast camera. The podcast. I brought the podcast the camera. Podcast camera. I have my, you know, my cell phone mount. I think I'm gonna try and videotape the hunt tomorrow with my cell phone because I have a cell phone mount and everything. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna try it. Probably won't work because I'll probably focus more focused on trying to stay still and not have the deer <laughs> see me move and all that kind of stuff. But I like to get that up and running. And man, I just, I want to keep interviewing people. Like I want to, like stuff like this coming out to PA Plotters, Mike's properties. Here, like it's it's great to do this kind of stuff meet new people and explore new places like that's that's the best part of this whole podcast is we never would have met you guys like that's yeah. the cool thing well you would have because we were all involved with this getting this branch started but right. that probably would have been it well i mean if we never started the podcast like oh, if, that's if, if, yeah if that's never, true this never would have happened mm-hmm. so i mean that it just continue to keep doing what we're doing really interviewing people and bringing good hopefully good content to people who want to listen to it <laughs> well, I mean, we guess we got some people listening to it yeah, so some, yeah. we're doing something that's right, something that always surprises me with this like it's like really i got that many listens like yeah. huh, that many people want to listen to me talk like i can't get 20 kids in my classroom <laughs> to want to listen to me talk and yeah. i'm getting random people that are like yeah I'm, I'm gonna listen to this yeah so okay so you want to start videoing your hunts Try so attempt let me tell you a funny story <laughs> about my attempts right oh boy i did two year two seasons okay okay I, I take that back i did one season in one day Right? Okay. Um, the first season I got, I just, it's so much, I, I was, I was doing a lot of hunting on private property that I got permission to hunt close to where I work, like after work. Mm-hmm. So I was using a climbing stand. So a climbing mm-hmm. stand, your pack, your camera gear, your bow, like that's a lot of stuff. And I had to walk a mile down these train tracks to get to where I wanted to hunt. Like it was just oh, so much work. Yeah. Um, so that first year, you know, I went in one morning and, and getting out of the truck, getting everything together, and I looked at the camera stuff, and I was just like, I'm, I am only have four hours. This isn't going to be a long hunt. Like, I have a very hard out. Like, 
I'm done. Like, yeah. I'm leaving it in the truck. And once you know, I shot a buck right at first light, oh, right? Geez. So I was like, well, that didn't work out too well. I'm like, all right, next year, next year, you know? So first day, I get in the stand in the morning and had some deer around, but nothing to shoot. Afternoon, get back up in the stand, camera set, everything. And I actually had an A point come in a way that I did not expect him to come in, right? But he's standing at 40 yards. So I'm like, well, I'm, I'm getting good video of him, all this stuff. And he stood there and stood there and stood there and would not come closer, would not come closer. Because my wind's blowing from me to him. Oh, but there's man. a spike underneath my stand eating acorns. So he's looking and seeing the spike but smelling me. So he's just like, I don't understand what's going on here. <laughs> so he's just standing there. So I'm videoing him, videoing him. And, that, you know, I got into the idea that when I'm bored, I'm going to get B-roll, right? Like the leaves blow in mm-hmm. and the sunrise and all stuff. I did that so much over the season before and then video in this buck that the SD card filled up and I couldn't figure out how to switch to the second SD card on the fly, trying again, not to move. So he mm-hmm. wouldn't see me. So I just said, screw it and move the camera off to the side and shot him at 40 yards because <laughs> he was going to, he was getting ready to leave. Yeah. And so, yeah, so I shot two bucks in the two seasons I was trying to film and got neither of them on film. So good luck. It's not for I me. Got, <laughs> last year I was actually, I had the head mounted GoPro. Mm-hmm. So that's what I used last year. And I shot my buck on that. Now the thing with those is you can't like, it's not right up. You can't really see the deer. Like it's all that kind of stuff. Like until he's broadside in front of me and then you see him. But that's, I want to actually get like high, better video. Not like mm-hmm. high quality. I don't need like anything like what you see on, Meteor on Netflix or like stuff like that. Like I don't, I don't the need the channel. Or... Yeah, yeah. I, I like the, actually. I'm more of a fan of the old school kind of videoing than I am the new school. Even though some of the new school is good, but the old school just how like it looks old. Mm-hmm. It just that sort of vintage that, look. Yeah, vintage look. That's cool to me. I'm sure uh, YouTube has some sort of uh, like filter you can yeah. put on your videos to make it look old school. If you, Film it through Instagram. I'm sure you yeah. can do a, yeah. <laughs> you can do a, a Snapchat, like, maybe yeah. TikTok. Oh, Take you back in time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anything else you guys want to talk about? What's the big thing from you guys? Oh, man. Well, if we can get Ethan here a buck tomorrow. I know. Birthday weekend. Nice. I, need a, I need a deer. Mm-hmm. I need a deer. And I'll be yeah. good. I'm, I'm, I, I think tomorrow is going to be filled with just us texting pictures back and forth of pheasants and and bucks and does that are all on the ground yep. and just a really good successful yeah right i think like I, that's, because i mean i mean i think it's raining a little bit again which could be good for us because you know then you're gonna go bed down hopefully tomorrow morning mm-hmm. they'll be out moving around because they were they were moving around for me anyway and if you're not tonight. if you're not optimistic right why why even go out right right if it's you go good. i'm not gonna see anything you're not going to see anything yeah, because right. you're just going to be like this on your phone mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm. time. And, you know, I think at tomorrow, tomorrow's, tomorrow's the day. Tomorrow's tomorrow. Tomorrow's tomorrow, tomorrow huh? <laughs> oh, okay. it's tomorrow. That is a very true statement there, Ethan. <laughs> All right, so how can people find you? How can my listeners mm-hmm, find you guys? Oh, well, let's say they can follow us on Instagram, Backcountry PA Podcast. Um, Facebook, say Backcountry PA Podcast. Kept it very simple, just the same name across <laughs> everything. Um, YouTube is still Backcountry PA Podcast. Yes. YouTube, yep. we'll start putting out hopefully more content. Yep, we have our main, our one video that is like our 
our viral vi- video. Yeah. Well, it's kind of viral. Couple. Uh, it's an elk that stole our turkey decoys. Yeah, twice, not twice. just once, but twice. twice. <laughs> yeah, I had to chase it down to get my turkey decoy back. So. That's funny. Yeah. You ever, ever want to see a man chase down an elk? Yeah. And watch that video. It's... And then regret it, like I don't know if I wanted to do that. Yeah. Watch that video. Yeah. So that's where they can follow us, and also all Apple Podcasts, yeah. iHeart, Pandora, and Spotify. Yeah. Wherever okay. you can get yeah. a podcast, you'll find us. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll if you there. if you guys want to hear real good episode. Check yeah. the one out that I'm on because yes. obviously that's yeah. good. You know, if you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're listening to this podcast, you want to listen to me on another yes. one, right? Because exactly. I know all the listeners can't get enough <laughs> of me. Yep. So yeah, no, I love the I love the content that I've seen from you guys. Mm-hmm. Like I, I love the podcast. It's, it's great. Same here. Um, so you know, keep up, keep up doing what you're doing. Gonna try. We're gonna keep, try. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. Mike, I need you to say something. What do you need me to say? I don't know. Say something. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about PA Plotters, Mike. PA Plotters, just Armstrong County. I have 130 acres. Just enjoy planting food plots. Enjoy um, habitat improvement. You know, whether it's for bees or birds, or it's not just about white-tailed deer. And then bringing guys like these guys out that, you know, I could shoot deer all day long if I really, really wanted to having guys like this that still get excited and I still get excited but don't get me wrong when you got guys like this that are texting me that I just shot a doe and then find out that they missed it you know <laughs> the highs and lows and, okay and Mike. I, just get I wasn't gonna bring that up I wasn't gonna bring that up so I was I was very just because I was like why is my phone going off and I looked at it it was a group text I shot a doe I was like dude Freaking awesome. I believe the text was, I shot at a doe. I shot at it, or I got a doe. <laughs> so or I had the lights on in the barn ready to pull the tractor out. We were going to hang her, start gutting. Oh, arrow's and, clean. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> shot underneath it. So where can people find you, Mike? Uh, Instagram at PA Plotters and Facebook at okay. PA Plotters. Before we keep going, a real quick question for you. Are you concerned with urban sprawl? Are you concerned with the threat of our increased human presence as put on wildlife and wild spaces? If so, an easy next step for you to try to help with this situation is to visit our Patreon page and become a monthly supporter. If you like this podcast, if you would like to help form a new nonprofit that helps combat and mitigate the effects of urbanization, visit patreon.com slash conserve the wild. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash conserve the wild. Go visit today and become a sponsor. That'll do it for this episode. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you to Cody and Ethan for joining me on the podcast. I want to thank Mike for sitting in on it and giving a little backstory about PA Plotters. Uh, You might be thinking like, how did these guys get together? How did they get to know each other? Uh, Which a lot of people would think would be a pretty easy answer, right? Uh, Pennsylvania guys, podcasters, uh, 
you know, hey, we all know each other, right? Uh, really, the reason why we know each other uh, is we got introduced when a new National Deer Association chapter uh, was talked about being formed in Indiana County. And um, that's how I got introduced to, to Cody and Ethan and uh, Mike over at PA Plotters. And uh, we've started to have some meetings trying to figure out exactly how things are going and, and trying to develop the, the new chapter. Uh, there'll be more information coming on that. So if you're interested and, you know, somewhat located somewhere around Indiana County and you'd like to get involved with National Deer Association and you're looking for that sort of closer local chapter, uh, it is coming and you will hear more about it on a future episode of the Conservation Unfiltered podcast. Uh, we are in the midst of rifle deer season Hope here in Pennsylvania. Hopefully it has been a good one for you. Uh, already this year. If it has not been, don't fret. It can all change in the blink of an eye like it did for me, going from extremely hard season to a very successful season very, very quickly, just with the snap of a finger. So don't worry. There's still time. The big thing is that you get outside, that you take someone with you, and you stay wild.